0: This program is brought to you by the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries.
1: It's a fascinating experience to know that you can have an everyday intimate relationship with Jesus, because while I thank God that through his blood I've been made righteous, and through his blood I have been redeemed, I can also thank God that through his blood I have the right to have an intimate relationship with the Father.
2: We'd look in the mirror daily and ask ourselves questions. Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Did I work hard enough? What if you found out before you could ever be good, God gave you the very thing you're crying out for? No more settling for second best. Get all God has for you. Radical Women's Ministry presents Worth, a Women's Conference. Register now at taffydollar.org.
0: Bye.
1: Moses, the Mosaic law was good. It was, it was, it was spiritual. It, it, was, it, was, it was perfect. It was flawless. The problem was is that men couldn't get born again. And a fallen man trying to keep something so flawless and so perfect would only bring about, you know, what, what we read in the scriptures. It's going to bring about the condemnation. It's going to bring about, you know, self-effort. I mean, the, the law is a perfect document for self-righteousness and it, it'll bring about all those things. And so I mentioned at the beginning and the start of, the, of, of uh, yesterday morning that we were sinners not because we sinned. We were sinners not because we sinned, but we broke the law because we were sinners. We're sinners not because we broke the law, that's what I meant. We're sinners not because we broke the law. We're not sinners, you, 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 we were sinners not because of our behavior. That's not what what it was. This is something we have to get. But we broke the law because of who we were. We were sinners. We didn't break the law because of our behavior. We broke the law because of who we were. And the issue is that we had a nature of sin, the sin man, the sinful nature. And that sinful nature, that was who we were, that sin man out of that sinful nature came the fruit that came from that sinful nature now being born again today is huge because we have a new creation on the inside of us we no longer have that sinful nature on inside of us and so eventually my prayer is that we begin to see ourselves as fruit bearers that we're we're as the branch bringing forth the fruit but It's that new nature on the inside of us that's going to be responsible for that. It's the root of this behavior that we can can operate in. So, you know, I'm I'm now trying to convince people that, you know, the Holy Spirit has an objective that we we will begin to behave better. I'm not trying to. I don't want you to see this as you know, whatever my behavior is right now, it's going to stay that way, and it's all right because I'm under grace. No, your behavior is going to change. I said, your behavior is going to change and it's going to be by the Holy Spirit. So whatever issues you may be dealing with, the exciting part is that, uh, that uh, because you have the Holy Spirit as the administrator of the new covenant, that he's working in you and he's, he's doing a work on the inside of you and he's, he's going to give you new desires to want to do differently than what you presently are. So if you have a problem with your temper or you have a problem with your attitude, that's not going to be always. I just thank God that people who have submitted their lives to the gospel are also people who are going to be walking in a consistent transformation. Now, let me explain that to you. Uh, I'm not saying that one day you're going to be holy. I'm saying the day you believe... You were holy that day, but now what i 'm saying is now, from that identity that you now are based on what you believe, from that identity you 'll begin to bring forth fruit of holiness. Right. Now, I am not holy just because of the behavior of holiness i 'm holy because I believe I believe God, and the day I believe god i 'm holy i 'm righteous. I'm not righteous because I do right. I'm righteous because he made me right. Amen. I'm not holy because uh, I don't wear any makeup. Of course, that doesn't really have anything to do with you being holy. That will, that is is uglification. That's not sanctification at all. There's a difference. So, you are holy because, you know, that's your identity in Christ. You're righteous because that's your identity in Christ. You're not going to one day be holy once you start, start behaving that way. You're not going to one day be righteous once you start behaving that way. You are righteous the day you believe Jesus Christ. You're okay with God because you believe Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then out from that position will flow the fruit of it, will flow the behavior of it. It'll begin to line up with it. So I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, your, 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 your progress and your transformation and the things that you'll, you'll look in the mirror one day and you'll think, man, I am just not the same person that I used to be. But it all starts with, do you believe that you are who Jesus says you are and who he has made you? And so that's, that's big time. That's really big time. Now, I want to I get into something here to, to, to this afternoon, and I really want to go line by line. Uh, I want to talk to you about, and uh, here's my objective. Here's what I, I want to try to get a hold of. Uh, to show believers their freedom in Christ and how we are to live a godly life apart from the governance of the Mosaic Law. I want to show you your freedom, the freedom that we have in Christ and how we are to live a godly life apart from the governance of the Mosaic law. And so I want to look at, first of all, Paul as a Pharisee and examine his life as as a Pharisee. Let's go to uh, the book of Romans chapter 11, verse 13 and 14 in the New Living Translation. So. Here's what we do know about Paul. Paul uh, trained as a Pharisee, became very radical and, and zealous as, uh, as one who was operating in Judaism. Uh, Pastor Mike mentioned the Jews religion, that Jews religion was Judaism. And, um, and he was very zealous about Judaism and the Mosaic Law. He thought he was doing God's will by you know, killing and persecuting all of the Christians that were uh, being persecuted. And so Jesus was now the promised Messiah and anybody that would believe that, he thought, well, you know, I'm doing God's will to come against people who believe that. Look at Romans chapter 11 and verse 13, he says, I am saying all this, especially for you Gentiles, God has appointed me as the apostle to the Gentiles. I stress this, uh, for I want somehow to make the people of Israel jealous of what you Gentiles have, so I might save some of them. All right, now, what what a dramatic change. He goes from this, this zealous, radical um, believer of the Mosaic law, radical about Judaism, and now he announces that I am the apostle to the Gentiles. I want you to pay close attention to verse 14. Let's read that again. He says, I'm the apostle of the Gentiles here, and this radical transformation from a legalistic point of view to this righteous living apart from the administration of the mosaic law i want he says for i want somehow to make the people of israel jealous of what you gentiles have so i might save some of them people of israel Now, this is is so important. So, you see Paul here as a Pharisee, and he is preparing as an apostle to the Gentiles, not being governed by the Mosaic law, but a man that's going to be governed by this new covenant, a man who has yielded and allowed his life to be governed and moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, look at Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1. Did the words get smaller, or or do I need my... You should see my cell phone. My words are like that big. Uh, Galatians chapter 1, let's look at verse 11 through 16 in the New Living Translations in Galatians chapter 1. And um, verse 11 says, Dear brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that the gospel message I preach is not based on mere human reasoning. Next verse. I received my message from no human source, and no one taught me. Instead, I received it by direct revelation from Jesus Christ. Now, I got got an issue with some people. Well, I don't agree with the gospel of grace. And Paul said, listen, I, I I didn't receive this from any human. He said, man, I was doing my business. I was a radical uh, uh, Jewish guy under Jew- Judaism. I was a proponent, stood up for the Mosaic law. And I'm telling you, I had an encounter with Jesus. That's what it's going to take in this, in, in this understanding of grace. You got to have an encounter with Jesus. There are certain things that no speaker might be able to convince you of. But I'm telling you, we hope that after this meeting is over with, and maybe even in the midst of this meeting, you have an encounter with Jesus. Because it's hard. For you to have an encounter with Jesus and remain the same. Amen. He says, He says, listen, I I I had an encounter with Jesus. And I what I got, I got through revelation. It was revealed to me. It was revealed to me. Flesh and blood didn't reveal it unto me. I didn't get this by you know, the acrobats of the mind. Jesus spoke this to me. Jesus told me some things. Jesus told this guy some things that he told other people, and they tried to figure out, how did you know this? He says, I'm telling you, Jesus talked to me about this. I saw Jesus. Watch this. And one afternoon, I saw Jesus, and it changed his whole life. Man, I pray you see Jesus this week. I pray you see Jesus this week, amen? I saw Jesus and I received this by revelation. Now, now why is Jesus gonna be against something that he showed somebody? He He's the one that showed it to Paul. He doesn't have a problem with it. Boy, that's gonna put us in a position one day where folks who have a problem with the gospel of grace. And Galatians says that, you know, even to this day, you know, there's there's this persecution that goes on for from, from those who are of uh, Abraham's boy, the other one, <laughs> not Isaac, <laughs> Ishmael and, and, and Isaac. He says that that still goes on yet still today. So I'm fine with it. I think you have to get to the point that you're fine with it. But I do believe in some cases it, it takes a revelation to get a hold of this. And so we need to be gracious and patient with people, with your relatives. As we begin to minister to this thing, they might not, you know, swallow the whole thing right away. But praise God, just, just just, pause, and Lord, I believe, and I thank you that they get a revelation of Jesus. Get a revelation of Jesus. Get a revelation of Jesus. The revelation of, of, of the gospel that we're sharing is really a revelation that God's been revealing to us of Jesus. Because at the end of the day, and when this meeting's over with this week, the thing I'm going to be more concerned about, most concerned about, is can you see Jesus with more clarity? Yes. Yes. Right. Oh, praise God. Yeah. I know we don't live by chill bones, but something went on that right side right there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says this, verse 13, he says, you know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion. You know what I was like. And some of you, you remember what you were like. Amen. I said, some of you remember what you were like. <laughs> when you follow the Baptist religion." He says, "'But how I violently persecuted God's church, I did my best to destroy it.'" Man. Verse 14, I was, "'I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my zeal for the traditions of my ancestors.'" 15, "'But even before I was born, God chose me and he called me by His marvelous grace. I just got to believe that there are are a lot of you in here right now. God has chosen you. God has called you. You're not here by mistake. Hallelujah. He planned from the foundations of the world for you to be here and for you to get a revelation of Jesus Christ. Because that's what's going to help this world in these last days. It's a revelation of Jesus. Amen. It's not a bunch of self-help principles. It's a revelation of Jesus. It's when I can see him, that's when I'm going to be like him. Yeah, 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 yeah. because I'll see him as he is, praise yeah. God. I mean, that, that, this is one thing I want you to get. I'm not just preaching on a, on a curriculum. I'm not just preaching on a principle. I, I, we're unveiling Jesus yeah. so you can see him in a way that you maybe have not seen him before. And he went ahead and he says, he said, then it pleased him, verse, verse 16, to reveal his son to me. Yes. Uh, say this out loud with me. Say, Father... Thank you. you. That you're revealing your son to me. Hallelujah. He's revealing his son to me. Get a bushada, not some, not some little, not some little fancy what y'all talking about Greek and Hebrew stuff. I ain't got no problem with that. But after all that's over with, that's just a layer off the onion. God's revealing his son to you. God's revealing his son to you. There's something so amazing that once you begin to see Jesus, you begin to hunger and thirst for an intimate relationship with him. And you start talking to him, he starts talking right back to you. And if you ain't got, if you're not careful, you got to catch yourself because you're like, I'm sitting here talking to Jesus. And He's talking right back to me. And here's a wonderful thing about this relationship that you have with the Lord Jesus is when he's talking to you, he's saying stuff to you that you know you're not not that smart to come up with what you just heard. And it's a fascinating experience to know that you can have an everyday intimate relationship with Jesus because while I thank God that through his blood I've been made righteous, and through his blood I have been redeemed, I can also thank God that through his blood I have the right to have an intimate relationship with the Father. Amen. 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 Praise God, thank you, Jesus. He says, to reveal his son to me that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles the good news about Jesus,
0: yeah.
1: the good news about Jesus, wow. the good news, you know, for a time that we hardly ever heard Jesus's name mentioned in church. We were so busy trying to preach somebody's principle that we heard and trying to talk about what they heard and all that, no, 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 no. I wanna talk about Jesus. You know, they've spent years telling me that the only thing I talk about is money. And I'm telling you right now, I tell you right right now, I'm talking about Jesus and they still say the only thing I talk about is money. I don't care, hallelujah, I can see Jesus. He says, and when this happened, he said, I did not rush out to consult with any human being. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: He said, I think the King James says, I didn't confer with any, yeah. with any flesh and blood.
0: That's That's what
1: it's oh, my goodness. This is something that you're going to have to really get a hold of. When God begins to reveal himself to you, Are you going to consult with another human being and let them talk you out of what God revealed to you about his son? No. No, there may be debates about doctrine, but at the end of the day, if I don't know the answer, I know Jesus. And you may say some stuff. I think the other day we were talking about, I think it was John... 19 or something way. Anyway, we were talking about the, there's a line of scripture that says that, um, you know, Jesus doesn't hear sinners. Right. Right. And I challenged the congregation. I was so proud of them. I was so proud of our church that day. And I said, yeah, but the, the scripture right there I put on the screen, I said, it says he don't hear sinners. I said, do you believe that? They said, no. I said, well, you just rebellious. That right there, it's in the word of God. It's in the Bible. The Bible says. He doesn't hear sinners. I said, you believe that? They said, no. <laughs> I says, well, it's in the Word. You can see it. How are you going to disagree with something like that? And I heard somebody shout, it ain't in context. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud. And that's the truth. A lot of times people read certain verses out of context. And then it, it creates another doctrine. The Apostle Paul here, man, this guy, man, this guy's my hero. I mean, imagine what they thought of him and he just, he just turned on a dime and said, Jesus revealed this up to me and this is where I'm going. Right. Or Jesus revealed his to you and you think, well, I don't think I'm gonna do that because they might not agree with me or they might think something's wrong with me or and that's when Paul said, listen, you have to decide whether you're gonna be a servant of God or a servant to men. But if you're gonna be a servant to men, you cannot be a servant to God. And I decided I want to be a servant to God. Now, I ain't mad at nobody and I ain't having no fights for nobody and I ain't debating nobody. I had one guy called, he says, I'll give you $20,000 if you have a public debate with me. I ain't having no public debate with you because I'd embarrass you. I'm not having no public debate with you. <laughs> because I like to have fun and I'll make fun of everything you show up with, amen? <laughs> that's, that's a wrong spirit anyway. That's, 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 not, that's not the spirit of Christ. That's not the spirit of grace to publicly wanna have a debate so you can lift yourself up right and wrong. I'm not gonna, when Jesus has revealed himself to me and it's between me and my Lord and personal Savior, I don't need to have to debate with you on some intimate personal detail between, between me and Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, and then Mike showed this uh, verse 23 and 24. Uh, move on down there. And so he concludes here in verse 23. He says, "All they knew was that people were saying, um, the, one, the one who uh, used uh, yeah, the one who, who used to persecute us is now preaching the very faith he tried to destroy." That's powerful. And then um, verse 24, and they praise God because of me. Now let's look at the history of the Mosaic law. And I I wanna kind of go over this kind of quick. In Exodus chapter 20, God gave Moses the law to Israel. Um, The Mosaic law was given to Israel through Moses and that was done on Mount Sinai. Very simple point. The Mosaic law was God's moral, God's ceremonial, and God's uh, civil law. So when you take the Mosaic law, it consists of these three parts. Of course, I told you yesterday that Jewish people will never divide this up. They saw it as one tapestry. It's, it's, It's a combination of the moral, the ceremonial, and the civil law. Now, I had mentioned to you that the Mosaic law was God's way to govern a Jewish daily life. And moral law, and we'll get to in a moment, existed way before Mosaic law. Yes. So when you look at this whole deal of, you know, people saying that under grace, there's no law that you keep, God never changed his mind about morality. He just changed administrators. I don't know if you were here yesterday. Yesterday, I think, Mike, when when he spoke, uh, uh, dealt with some of this, He he gave... The Ten Commandments, or otherwise referred to as the Decalogue, and the moral law showed up in the Mosaic Law. But the problem is, rather than than them to, you know, not that they could do it because they, they were fallen man. That, that That's the first problem. But then what happened, what, this is what fallen man does. He continues to try to come up with a performance, self-effort way to try to achieve something spiritual.
0: Get ready to receive a refreshing of God's grace with the Grace Life Conference bundle.
1: This conference has been stuff we've been telling you about Jesus. Yeah. Every message has been talking to you about Jesus. We've been unveiling Jesus, praise God. And I pray that you're getting a revelation of Jesus. Yeah. More than I could ever put into words. You know, it, it's, it's changed my life. This is only my second year here. My dad's come, like, all, all the times I've had it. Uh, but just in these two years, it's, it's absolutely radically changed my life. It's just such a powerful thing knowing that, that everything that I need has already been taken care of.
0: The Grace Life conference bundle includes 25 powerful sessions from some of the best Grace teachers on the planet. Creflo Dollar, Taffy Dollar, Gregory Dickow, Earl Johnson, Michael Smith, and Andrew Womack. Also included in this offer, you will receive the Christmas in the City musical CD and the exclusive Grace Life t-shirt while supplies last. Go online to
2: order today. We look in the mirror daily and ask ourselves questions. Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Did I work hard enough? What if you found out before you could ever be good, God gave you the very thing you're crying out for? No more settling for second best. Get all God has for you. Radical Women's Ministry presents Worth, a women's conference. Come out for the annual gathering of women, March 19th through the 21st hosted by me, Taffy Dollar, featuring Dr. DD Freeman, Laura Pickett, with musical performances by Miranda Curtis and Demita Chandler. Don't miss impactful sessions, life-changing worship, and fellowship like no other. Join thousands of women as we learn about an infinite God who declares our value. Register now at TaffyDollar.org.
1: As we talk about covenants and the new covenant of grace, I want to make sure you can participate. I don't want to assume all of you have accepted the new covenant of grace by giving your life to Christ. If you haven't, all you need to do is simply believe in Jesus Christ. The most important thing a person can do is become born again. And only then will you be able to walk in the fullness of what God has planned for your life. I want you to repeat this prayer after me heavenly father i believe in jesus christ that he died he was raised from the dead and he's alive today save me lord i believe you and i believe in you in jesus name amen now if you prayed that prayer with me listen it doesn't take a lot of things to to enter into uh, this born again process A simple prayer like that gets the job done. Welcome to the family of God.
0: Whatever you need today, no matter how big or small, bring it before the Lord in prayer. You may request prayer today by phoning in or posting your prayer request online at CrefloDollarMinistries.org. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Thank you, partners and friends. Your love and financial support makes it possible to bring this message into millions of homes all across the globe.